Honestly, I might. <laughs> wow. Excellent. Wow. I, I literally, un- I, here, here's the best part about that. I was going to surprise you guys. I literally took us live at that exact moment. Like, no, you didn't. No, we're at, no, no. Yeah, no, we're live. <laughs> we've been live for, we've been, we've been live for about 20 seconds now. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I see the professionalism on this podcast has really gone up since I it really It has. It has. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. It's it's gone up a great deal since you left, Zach. Like a a great deal. I'm just kidding. What are you drinking, buddy? This is vodka madras. Vodka. Ooh, that's fancy. That's real fancy. By the way, everybody in chat, hello, welcome uh, to yet another episode of SDGC. It is Thursday, June 10th, and E3 is upon us. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Today was Summer Games Fest. We got some Battlefield stuff to talk about. Uh, all kinds of E3 stuff to talk about this weekend. And yes, we will be streaming all of the major conferences. But first, I am very excited about this. So for the first time in a long time, Maddie and Zach are back on the podcast. And not just not just one, not just the other, but both of them at the same time. It's like it, 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 we've, I've got them both. We got them both right here. And for, for our new subscribers who weren't watching back in the days of Maddie and Zach, they are two former cast members of SDGC and they are now doing uh, an incredibly cool podcast called match point that I've become a huge fan of. Uh, so first of all, Zach and Maddie guys, I am so fucking excited to have you on. This is so awesome. I feel so happy. We're happy to be here. You yeah. sound it. I'm it's palpable to tell. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here. It, I think this is my. I think this is my first time back since uh, since July last year when I when I did my last episode with you. Yeah. So, um, it's yeah, it's it's cool to be back. Um, and like it's super exciting to see uh, a ton of familiar faces, but then also uh, Brittany. Uh, one, I don't feel one like new face. One yeah. new face. One new face. Because CJ never comes around anymore. Yeah, CJ doesn't come around anymore, but it's it's good to to see all y'all again and and be back hanging out. And it's cool to see. This is also a cool time for me to see Maddie more. So it's yeah, it's good. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Oh, guys, this is so fucking wholesome already. Maddie, dude, how have you been, man? I've been uh pretty good. Just just hanging out, just so, doing some some stuff. So you haven't had the chance to do this since you uh, you had your last episode. So the next hour and a half, yeah, you, no. I want you to talk about Destiny Two. Yeah, just for well, a, launch a, into an hour it. and a half launch straight. In, launch into it. Zach tried to get me to talk about it on uh, our Resident Evil Village uh, spoiler cast, and I was like, "I don't get me going. This that was podcast a, will be another half hour long. <laughs> that was a fantastic episode of Matchpoint, by the way. And and you know what? Speaking of Matchpoint, uh, guys, like I said, we've got people in chat who aren't familiar with you two because they came after your time. What is Matchpoint? Sell, sell the audience on Matchpoint. I can talk to all day till I'm blue in the face about why people should be paying attention to it, but nobody's going to do it better than you two. Yeah, Maddie, do you want me to take a swing at it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so match point. Uh, you know, Maddie and I did SCGC for a long time, several years each. Uh, and one of the things we loved was talking about games that were really important to us that we thought were were doing something interesting. Um, and we liked being able to celebrate that. But one of the things that's hard is. For us personally, with our lives, was to do that on a weekly basis became really tough. So one of the things we wanted to do uh, was like we found ourselves having conversations offline about cool games that we're playing and like why it was cool. And so like let's just let's just find a way to do podcasts celebrating the games that we like and try to take a unique spin on them and just produce podcasts when we want to. 
So ahead of Hitman 3's launch uh, back in January, Maddie and I replayed Hitman 1, 2, and 3. And instead of focusing on like gameplay, we decided to be really weird and just get really into the plot that is like in these like two-minute cutscenes between really long missions. The stuff that everybody skips. We just were like, what if we took vigorous, vigorous, rigorous notes? Both. Vigor, uh, vigor, vi so vigorous notes, I think. So rigorous is the word. I uh -huh. think v vigorous is like you're writing really hard. Like you are just <laughs> uh -huh. pressing the fucking Buddy, pen into both. the paper. There was oh, like wow. okay. eight or nine pages. It was like eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, we, we started with Hitman and then, uh, and then took some time and then came back and did Resident Evil 7 and then Resident Evil 8. Um, and then because we both are freaks that love E3, we're also going to try. Uh, the other thing about it is like we wanted to do an experimental format whenever we want to. So uh, you'll see over the next week, we'll also release probably shorter, but more frequent, like a couple episodes this week covering like the E3 conferences as well. So I know SCGC will be doing live streams. And then if you if you really want to get the moment by moment, you watch SCGC. And then if you want something to digest, you come over to Matchpoint Pod on Twitter. You subscribe. You leave us a review because we really need that. And then, and then you you hear the same thoughts twice from from people who <laughs> all share one collective brain cell. No, so so so, so Zach, the, what what I'm taking from this is for for like you know your hamburger and French fries, like 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 when you want your meal, you just want to, you want to get through your meal. Join yeah. SDGC as we give that minute by minute uh, commentary. But when you're ready for a nice cup of coffee. A nice, uh, a nice rich dessert like a, uh, I don't know, like a chocolate mousse with some fresh strawberries. And you want to sit there and linger and enjoy it and 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 enjoy the mouthfeel. You go to Matchpoint and you. Yeah, we we're the digestif of the video game. Oh, industry. I like I like that. That's real good. Yeah. That's re that's 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 real good. That's fantastic. When we can have a food podcast because like we're we're edging it real hard. We're we're getting there. <laughs> can we? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? We're we're, we're doing what? We're ed edging it. Real hard. <laughs> I'll quote you on that. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. So we actually do you see what I, what I add to this podcast after you live. Absolutely. <laughs> he the, takes a sip. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, what was it, Brittany? What a few weeks ago we made it. What thirty-five minutes into the podcast talking about food? Oh yeah. Before we mentioned video. We games. talked about Taco Bell. Like yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was that was a good fucking time. But no, dudes, guys, seriously. Matchpoint is one of my favorite new podcasts, and Zach and Maddie are extremely talented. Um, and I, I could not be prouder of you guys for for what you've done over there. I think, uh, I think you guys have some of the some of the freshest insight that I have heard. Um, and uh, I actually I, I listened to the Resident Evil Village uh, spoiler cast after I finished the game. Um, and you guys are just doing great fucking stuff over there. Like like. Congratulations to both of you. Please keep up the good work. And please, Thanks. if you're in chat, um, go. What is it? Uh, at Matchpoint um, uh, on Twitter, uh, right? Yeah, at, at Matchpoint Point Pod. Matchpoint Pod on Twitter. <laughs> go, yeah. go, fo go follow them immediately on on Twitter. I promise you, it's worth your time. Um, so normally, this is the part where we go around the horn and we talk about what we've been playing. But I feel like we have so much to fucking talk about right now. Uh, that we're and we have a, a stacked podcast tonight, so we're gonna skip that and we are gonna launch. Brittany's happy about that, and we are we are gonna launch right. Is that you looked at me? You knew what you were doing. You said it, and you were like, "Let me see what she's gonna do." I'm just saying. So, and, 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 so it's a it's it's a big podcast tonight. We are and we are gonna talk about 
video games right off the bat. No food, no nothing. We're gonna we're gonna kick right into video games. And we're gonna start, of course, with Weezer live at the Summer Game Fest uh today, which was the absolute highlight of my day. I don't know about I don't know about you all, but the 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 lasting image of Summer Game Fest that's gonna stick with me is Jeff Keeley trying his hardest to hype up Weezer. But like like this Ladies Leave and gentlemen, this <laughs> is Weezer, and like it doesn't have it doesn't have the same effect when he's just saying it to an empty room and there's nobody to cheer. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, look, like we- Weezer was real popular when I was in high school in you know the mid '90s, but I don't know, man. Like, who's getting jacked up about Weezer? I don't know. And and plus, anyone that played Rock Band. Plus, dude, dude, Rivers Cuomo needs to do something about that mustache and that hair, man, because it ain't working for him. Like, hey. I'm not a... Hey, I won. Weezer, not a good poll, necessarily. But we'll be nice to Rivers Cuomo and, the, and Weezer, even though it didn't do anything for me. I, I think it's... I mean, I like, one of the things that I... Like, seriously, uh, one of the things I do like about Jeff Keighley is Jeff Keighley is willing to just do shit that Jeff Keighley likes. <laughs> yes, he is. And, like, and, like, and that's, like, that sounds like a drag. It's not a drag. Like, seriously, like, Jeff Keighley is using his platform to, like, show really cool games... Give spotlights to indie developers, some AAA stuff, some ad stuff, but also like just show shit that he likes. And so you know, like yeah, like yeah. the the whole Muppet thing every year at the Game Awards oh, is God, like yeah. he does that for him, and yeah. he loves it. I like, love it every and year. You know what? I'll I'll let I'll let people indulge in that stuff sometimes. Like so, and, you know like, what? Like he's trying to have fun with it. We've, while he does we even all got the requisite too. Kojima. Cameo, we did, and so. we're gonna get into that. We're gonna. I, 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 I wanna... seriously thought it was just gonna be a Zoom call, and that was gonna be it. Oh my god, that dude, that would have been fucking amazing <laughs> if it was just a Zoom call. But I want to bounce off something that Zach said. Like you know, like you know, I'm, I'm chuckling about Weezer, but look, there are very few people in this industry who have done as much for this industry as Jeff Keighley has, right? Like he makes enormous contributions, right? And one reason, one reason, <coughs> excuse me, that the games industry is now so visible is because of Jeff Keighley and P- Jeff Keighley and people like him. So, you know, I mean, kudos to Jeff Keighley, like absolutely a hundred percent. Um, you know, he does, he does great stuff. I just, you know, I'm a cynical, I'm a, I'm a cynical bastard. <laughs> so, you know, I just, that, that's, that's how I approach Detected. everything. Um, it, true. No, it's I mean, you can yeah. chuckle. I mean, you can believe that about Keighley, but you can also laugh at stuff like the, chick hydro bot when they show up like and like those aren't mutually exclusive yeah. things <laughs> so we, we can we can chuckle at dorito pope but you know it doesn't stop what he's, he's done doing. great fucking work he's done great fucking work um so let's start this off with uh what was the first what was the first announcement we got at at games fest today i actually forgot um, was, um are we are we leading with the games fest stuff then, let's John? do battlefield you want to do battlefield first yeah we battlefield can, we, we can we can do battlefield it, first. it That's came fine. out first <laughs> no, that's true. The trailer um, to the, the 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 countdown to the countdown to the teaser, the gameplay um, to be revealed. On oh my Sunday. god, dude! The countdown to the countdown fucking killed me. Like I after it, six weeks of leaks. Oh my god! Like you know, and, well, and, and nobody also after like after since like February, the developers have been like really active in talking about how great the game is. And EA's like, oh yeah, it's ahead of schedule, and we're really confident in the game. And then. An April Fool's joke saying the trailer was here and it was a picture of a trailer and it. This has been a long drawn out thing for the battlefield reveal. So, like, something. 
I, I saw a lot of a lot of talk on Twitter about you know the countdown to the countdown, and what was interesting was the the very clear divide between content creators and PR individuals. Now PR individuals um, were like you know look you know lo- love it or hate it this people are talking about the game and and you know this was a this is a good way to get people talking about your game online. Like you know look all the discourse right now all the conversation is about Battlefield. Um, and I and, and I understand that like everything is marketing, right? Everything comes down to marketing. Marketing is so important in this industry. But at the same time, from the content creator side, it's like, OK, well, this screws up my whole fucking stream schedule because I am assuming at, you know, X time I'm going to be live reacting to a Battlefield trailer and I'm live now. I've got my chat full and oh, wait, never mind. I've got another hour to wait. So now I've got to fill an hour. Um, and, and it's like PS5 queues. Yes. <laughs> yes it is yes it yet yeah, yes it is uh and, and so like you know like i i i get both sides of the i get both sides of the argument here um but i i find myself you know i'm a content creator so i find myself in the camp of if you say that you're going to start a stream at this time sorry john real quick i no, thought you were no, a journalist no. Well, I mean, you know, I'm 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 a man that's, of many that's hats. That's what the internet tells me. The, you're, the, the internet, yeah, like absolutely. the killer of video games. I had to actually put that shit in my Twitter profile. <laughs> like, not a journalist. I'm not a fucking journalist. Stop saying that I'm one. Um, but uh, I don't know. Do you guys have a different opinion? Like, like, like at the end of the day, it's not a huge deal. But from a content creator standpoint, I can absolutely see the annoyance of, well, fuck. Now I've got an hour of a timer that I've got to fill, and I've got ten thousand people in my chat. I mean, I. I don't, all know. I can say to that I don't is, think like the marketing least, know anything to the like. Yeah, I, and honestly, I think most people that were streaming the Battlefield reveal had already been filled in by Dice about Battlefield. <laughs> like most of the people that like that have been talking about it are people that have been streaming Battlefield for a long time and have been invited to buy dice to see the game before like this embargo and stuff was up so like i don't i don't know like at least it was only an hour like sometimes they pull that shit yeah. and it's like oh yeah we'll see you in 12 hours now I'm, I'm not gonna lie like talking about you know you know the game itself uh within the first few seconds of the reveal i thought this was going to be like bad company three i i thought we were, i thought we were finally gonna get because i mean i don't really i don't really care about battlefield as a franchise but I did love Battlefield Bad Company. Um and I that's what is this is Battlefield just it's just like Battlefield 6, right? Like the, this is this is just the next 2042. 2042 that's what it's called. Okay. Um but we're moving away from uh we're moving away from period pieces and we are getting to a much more modern setting. Uh we got wingsuits. So like my understanding John uh f- via Battlefield lore is that this is technically <laughs> going to be considered a uh, from a lore perspective, a sequel to Battlefield 4, which launched with PS4 and Xbox One back in 2013. So, like, in a lot of ways, I, I understand the Battlefield fatigue, Um, but I think to a lot of people this is significant because this is the first time in a console generation we've seen, unless you count Hardline, which is kind of iffy in terms of, like, if it's a, you know, it's a weird cops versus robbers weird I remember thing. that. It's weird. Um, uh, militarize, Militarizing the police and making it a game. Who would have thought? um but but seriously like it's the first time i think a modern swing at uh at like a shooter i think that's significant um and that does make it somewhat sim uh similar to to uh bad company i guess uh i guess like what i'm curious about how how y'all feel is like okay like annoying countdown aside that is annoying 
uh, like how did how did y'all feel about the gameplay? Like I, I felt like one of the things that was cool about this trailer was like they showed a lot of stuff that like are are part of like viral battlefield things forever. Right? Like a guy jumping out of a of a plane, shooting someone with a bazooka, and then getting back in his plane while before it crashes is like a classic battlefield thing. But like trailer content wise, how did y'all feel? It was for me. It was very just cause. <laughs> like like that that. Yeah. That trailer had serious. Until just... someone like when they leaked the screenshot of the wingsuit, I thought it was a new Just Cause game. That's what I thought too. Yeah. There's a there's a fucking tornado and someone's flying in a wingsuit. That's Just Cause. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. It's hard to talk about gameplay though, because all we can do is extrapolate yeah. what gameplay might be based on that in-engine trailer. And Fair. I mean, luckily we only have well, to wait till Sunday. There was a lot of details that came. There was a lot of details that came out like through influencers and press that saw the game and stuff. But I mean, I personally really liked that trailer because it showed exactly what I like from Battlefield and it didn't have like this whole like like especially in Battlefield 1 and 5, the last two were 1 and 5. <laughs> um, you know, they were like talking about like, you know, authenticity and like solemn reflections on the world wars and stuff and like Battlefield to me has never been about that. It's been basically a kid taking army toys and smacking them against each other, and then like, oh, and then this building comes down. I mean, and then he jumps off the every... ATV and it hits the, <laughs> and, and then it and then it hits the, um, you know, helicopter off the roof and stuff and stuff like that. And so like, it was fun to see this trailer leave lean into that sort of thing. Because I think also just like the Battlefield community has been in bad shape for the past several years. Um, and like it was just leaning into like, hey, guys, we hear you. We're leaning into what makes Battlefield Battlefield. So we've actually um, had Justin. And also with a with a near future. Oh, no, no. Go, you know, sorry. I'm, what I'm, were you no, saying? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead and finish your thought. But we got a question in chat after you're done. Okay, and like the near future setting also allows them to put in a lot of the modern tools that have worked really well in, you know, vehicle versus infantry play and, you know, destruction and stuff, as well as like going crazy with like prototypes and throwing in some new stuff um, and things like that. So I, I was excited by that stuff in the trailer. So we've actually got a question from our friend Donnie in chat. Donnie, what's up, bud? Um, Donnie wants to know, he wants to have the podcast give their opinions on the special operators you can have in squads with names, voices, and unique abilities, because that goes against the entire spirit of Battlefield to me. Now, I am not a huge Battlefield guy, per se, so I'm going to leave this to somebody else in the podcast who's more knowledgeable. So, not me. Zach? Make, I mean, make Maddie talk about it. Maddie? Maddie? Okay, yeah. Please. Zach and I were talking about this, actually, and it's just like, kind of a because there was talk from people who were leaking stuff that this was going to be a thing but it sounded more like it was focused on like uh like tech in their loadouts rather than like being named characters with faces and backstories like they have one of the characters is like um her backstory is like she's tracking down her son who had been kidnapped by the russians or something it's just like a very bizarre thing to do when you're going to have 128 of these like name yeah. specific characters running around um like battlefield feels like it's more about like the scale of the conflict and the kind of like that's what i always thought too the amount of people involved rather than like 
oh, let's dive deep on the specific people involved. It's a very strange choice. I don't know how that's going to work out. I, Go ahead. I think it's just kind of... I think it's just kind of an attempt to be able to capitalize on, like, monetization and stuff yeah. more than anything. Because somebody that saw the game in action said it's really more just, like, an easier way to organize. Like, if you were switching your... Like, we've always had the ability to switch our kits and gadgets up mid-round um, mid in Battlefield. Like, we can always do that, but, like, the UI has been bad. And he's like, yeah, it's it's just like a menu that opens up, and then you choose a specialist that has the gadget you want. Any specialist can use the weapons. So it just kind of gameplay wise makes it just a faster way to switch between gadget kits. So it's not. But like, so it's not I think that the whole deep. like it's not that deep then, right? No, it's just like basically it's just like they have some slight like they have some they each have like a small perk that gives them some slight bonuses and then a gadget, which is like pretty much in line with a lot of the class customization. So um one of the like I don't know it's weird. I'm pretty sure it's just a thing for monetization. Yeah. So like one of the one of the comparisons I want to I want to make really quickly is like so so for people who who maybe I know that Donnie asked this question and they're a big fan of Battlefield and and I actually kind of align with their opinion here. Um but one of the things that Battlefield's always been about is like there's four classes that you pick from like just to go really high level there's like assault, engineer, support and and recon. They they might have changed those names a little bit but they basically have four separate um ways that they interact with the battlefield and make an impact and, and help the squads and then ultimately help the team. And so by going from the specialist model, they're dropping those those four archetypes and going for these like 10 separate uh, uh, classes at launch that are all based on like a person's name. And so what I feel like we're well, doing I think is they're actually... organized into I think they are organized into like assault recon. I think they're organized into the four classes. They're just like subclasses for the specialist. Sure. And, and like, just to, just to be brief, like, I feel like we're actually pivoting from like what I would consider like a traditional battlefield structure to something more akin uh, to Titanfall 2, where you are actually changing like, like you would uh, pick a character, like if you wanted somebody who had a grapple or a sonar kit, like you would swap and it would actually change like your model. It's it's weird. Like, it's a weird mix of, of Titanfall 2's uh, character class, like name specializations with like the, the abilities they can have. It's it's interesting. Jeff, um, did you have something you wanted to, to say about Battlefield? I know you've played a little bit of it. Or I'm sorry, like historically, I've played, uh, I played a, a lot. I've, I got yeah. a huge, that's like, you know, I only play a couple multiplayer games. It's like Counter-Strike, Siege, and Battlefield. And uh, so I played every main, mainline Battlefield except Battlefield 2. Um, and I don't know, like, even though it wasn't a gameplay trailer, I just felt like there was a vibe to it and a message. And that was kind of, like you said, like between them putting in, uh, you know, recreating things that the community has actually done in games and stuff like that. Uh, it felt like they're going back to the roots of Battlefield. I agree with a lot of what Justin said. Like, um, I've never touched a Battlefield campaign. I've never played a second of them. That's not why I buy the games. But, you know, some of the recent ones, they, they've they tried to make it a little bit more serious. And it's like, no, like Battlefield is just an arcade game. It's like, Was it what's the craziest shit you can do with a vehicle? Like, I, I remember you just trying to land uh, in 1942, trying to land a plane on just the tiniest little space of land to pick up one squad mate. And it's like, it should not have worked, but it did. Um, so I, I appreciate that they're going back to that. And I think there's a lot of um, uh, just cool hints to, you know, I, I actually prefer the uh, period battlefield. I I mean, I just, in general, I prefer world war one and two shooters over modern. And that's, I know I'm like in the minority at, that at this point, cause we had a thousand of them for, you know, in the two thousands, uh, but in Battlefield specifically, the re the problem I had with three and four 
Okay, one thing I didn't like is sorry, I'm gonna be quick here. No, no, take your time. But I hated I hated how they changed planes where you just spawn in the air. I loved the thrill in the old battlefield games of running up to a plane on the ground and trying to take off. And at some point that just went away. So I hope they bring that back. But my main issue, especially with planes, the maps in Battlefield have always felt too small in the modern games because the speed of the game is faster. So like flying a jet, I always felt like I was constantly hitting the edge of the map and having to circle. I was basically doing like circles the whole time rather than actually be able to fly around. And that's just a limitation of the tech. So I'm really excited with the large maps and the faster planes to see like, hey, can I actually fly for a minute without like getting told to turn back or don't leave the combat zone? I, I think that's really exciting. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what next gen does for the series in that regard. I've actually got a question for you guys. Um... Uh, in regards to Battlefield. But uh, before I ask that, real quick, just a quick shout out to uh, uh, Mike Laidlaw in chat. Mike, it's been a while, man. Nice to see you, bud. Um, stay a while. Uh, my question was this. Um, so Battlefield 2042 has no campaign, right? There's there's no campaign. Like, like, like there's going to be a narrative in the game, but there's no actual campaign. Is this going to matter to the to the Battlefield base is this gonna no. is this gonna no, no nope. they're not gonna give a no. shit about this it'll matter it's to a, me it's a positive <laughs> really <laughs> like it's literally a positive for anybody what? looking forward to battlefield every single battlefield campaign unless you keep a bad company like, like, and just take which, which were only enjoyable because of the writing not the actual gameplay especially um, because five like, launched very thin and uh a lot of people felt it wasn't complete um, you know, so I think taking those resources that would have been put into a campaign and going all in to create a really meaty, robust multiplayer, I think it's a smart move. And that that is the right call. Dave, but just me personally, yeah. as a person mm -hmm. that only plays shooters for the campaign, because I just greatly dislike competitive multiplayer, uh, it makes me sad. I mean, this still is because I love nothing. the. It's not the same. I don't yeah, want to have to yeah. play against sixty four on sixty four to experience a narrative. It's, I don't know. It's just that's me, and I know I am lit literally in the most minor of minorities when it comes um, to that opinion, but I really love first-person shooter campaigns because I love the gameplay of these games. I just don't want to be playing Noob Sniper 69 and not enjoy myself. I just want to... Are you well, you can play the AI. With and they have the full progression and stuff for this, which I think is actually a very nice thing for people that aren't as familiar with competitive games. Because you can still play it, you can still you know upgrade, customize your character and stuff, Finn, but you, you don't have to worry about online and bot support you know, uh, for a lot of Finn, multiplayer Finn, games. Finn, I mean, that's kind of rare. Finn, are you telling me that you don't want to have to deal with anime tit lover four twenty? Like, I mean, I mean, not any more than normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about still, so we'll move on quickly. I think Maddie had one more thing. He yeah, Maddie, to, please to go ahead before we yeah, move I on think, from Battlefield. Like, just in general, like I have been kind of burned by the last two battlefield games like could not get into them even four like four had all those launch issues and then i could never get into it after that um so this but this one looks pretty exciting to me mostly because it seems like they're like in three and four they knew they had like the battlefield moment thing and they used it in marketing but it didn't feel like they designed around it whereas here like based on this trailer it feels like they're building systems to create those moments like the weather and like vehicle assuming that trailer is accurate like vehicle interactions seem like there's more possibility space there um and then kind of i think someone brought it up i don't remember who um the like with regards to the campaign i don't give a shit if that there's no campaign mostly because it's been a huge resource dump probably for them for 
four or five games now and people always are like yeah this is really like middling to bad um and i also see it saw a lot of people saying like oh there's only seven maps that's weird these maps are, sound like they're like huge like multiple maps in one and they're like, 128 and, players like yeah. that isn't the same as like a call of duty game that's like battle royale or something shipping maps. with seven maps yeah, yeah. So um, it feels like yeah that's like seven like war zone maps <laughs> yeah it feels like they're building like a big canvas with a lot of possibility space that is kind of going to stretch further than when they used to do oh we'll do a campaign we'll have a weird co-op mode and we'll have multiple multiplayer modes with like maps that are exclusive to each of them um so this feels just like a better use of their resources just at like first blush i i hope it works out and i know i know we want to move on oh. but just like what oh go ahead sorry justin just kind of building on that, like with the value proposition thing, though, I do think there is a bit of a question when it comes to the PS, PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game um, in terms of map count, since those do not support 128 players. They are 64 players, so they're going to have smaller reworked versions of the maps. And I think, you know, paying full price for those versions, um, especially since we don't know how those will perform or whatever like i think that is probably more of a concern but like if you're on ps5 xbox series or pc i think what they're offering is a good value but i do think there is a decent question for people that are on it's older ten dollars less on the old systems game so that's something at least i guess yeah <laughs> all right so uh so zach what what were you saying just to be really quick, I also want to add just like one of the things they've also made a point to emphasize early on was that what they've shown so far or what they've been talking about so far is focusing on core Battlefield game modes, which is like your conquest, your breakthrough, that sort of thing. But they also say they have two more large scale parts of their, their offering that aren't just traditional modes. They're like actually like different branches like they're they're not battle royales, but in the same way that Warzone and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War are separate multiplayer entities. They're talking about they're having other things, and and one of the things they've they've kind of hyped up is like a squad based, uh, higher stakes mode, which some people are theorizing may be a take on like the Escape from Tarkov formula, which I don't think we'll we'll quite hear more about that for a few more months. But it does sound like it, it's not just the core multiplayer, and that's what you're getting for seventy dollars. It seems like they're gonna have other pillars within that battlefield experience that that seems like they'll try to add to the value. Anyway, I'm curious to see more. Um, it looked like a cool for showing, and you know, gameplay is just two days away at the uh, Xbox conference, right? Do you think we're going to get like a uh, traditional E3 look at a mat at a at a match or do oh, you yeah. think they're going to do a live match like they've done for, that I think they did for Battlefield 1? Uh I I don't know. I just want to get I think that... it depends on where it's shown. Mm-hmm. Currently it's not confirmed but it seems likely that with the trailer being on Sunday and EA not having an event on Sunday that it would be at the Xbox conference. And I think that would be kind of a That's hard fair. thing to do That's at Xbox. Fair. But um, but I, I think it'll probably be like a choreographed gameplay trailer. Dice likes to do those. <laughs> so um, uh, like Jeff said, we, uh, we, 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 do need to, we, do, we do need to move on because we've got quite a bit to cover. Uh, and we are going to launch right into the Summer Games Fest, which uh, kicked off today, hosted by Jeff Keighley. Uh, quite a few announcements to go over, and we'll we'll start off real quick with uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which I think was the first game that was announced today. 
Um, and it's a, uh, of course, it's a, lo- a a looter shooter uh, because, you know, it's a Gearbox game. Um, and it, apparently this is based on, so Tiny Tina is essentially leading a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Do I have that yeah. right? Like, yeah, and... there was a Well, DLC. there was a previous DLC. Oh, go ahead, Manny. There was a DLC in uh, Borderlands 2 that was like basically right. she was running a D&D campaign um, using her friends as characters in it. And ultimately it was like about her dealing with her grief over what had happened in Borderlands 2. So I don't know if they're like going to carry on that or if they're just like taking the concept and putting it in this game. I got the sense that they're taking the concept because there's a character creator, which we normally don't have in Gearbox looter shooters. Uh, and they were also very, very, uh, very clear about the fact that this is not a Borderlands game. Like, yes, Tiny Tina is is a character in the game, but this is very much not a Borderlands game, but it's still a looter shooter. Uh, so, which... Okay, like, you know, like, I feel like there are so many looter shooters. I mean, there's a fucking Avengers looter shooter now. Um... Zach, go ahead. No, I guess I just want to ask y'all. And and so I look, I was I had this muted and was in a work call for the beginning of of Keeley's thing today. Uh, I saw a lot of celebrity names and I saw the, the intro. How is it both a Borderlands game and a looter shooter? And then it's not a. Do you know what I'm saying? Like visually, it looks like a Borderlands game. So I and think, then it yeah. places a looter shooter. So like, what what makes that not a traditional Borderlands game? I, it, it's a spin-off. Like, yeah, like I like it's it's gonna be probably DLC, trying right? to. No, it's I. It's like it's own. It's is own it gonna game. be its own game? Yeah, it's its own game. Like, like, like wow. it's 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 its own thing. Um, you know, and and I get the sense that this is set in a a a very much a medieval setting as opposed to like you know a post-apocalyptic you know wasteland with a bunch of guns. So, um, like, what's going to end up happening if it's anything like the DLC is you're not going to be playing Borderlands. You're going to be playing characters who are playing a D&D yeah. campaign. So, um, like, in the last one, you... And it was really fun. It was one of the most enjoyable things about Borderlands 2 for me. Um, I went and replayed... Yeah, that DLC really surprised me. It was good. Yeah. I was really annoyed by it, but then by the end, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Um but like Maddie said, you're basically dealing like Tiny Tina's the DM, and so she basically narrates like the quests and stories that you do. Um, and it's you know obviously Tiny Tina's a funny character, so there's a bunch of funny stuff happening. And then at the very end, like all your characters come together and they're like, "Why are you doing this?" And she kind of. Do we care about spoilers for Borderlands I mean, 2? That game is like what, DLC? years, yeah. years old. So yeah. basically, Roland dies in Borderlands 2, <gasps> and she ha- <gasps> she has a Roland character in the game. And so you're playing as the Borderlands characters um, playing the campaign. And <clears throat> so she has she plays as Roland, and everybody's like, that's kind of like, you know, that's weird. He died kind of thing. And but they don't really question it. And when I was playing the campaign, I was like, why aren't they addressing this? Like, it's so annoying. And then they get to the end and she basically can't handle the fact that he died, basically. And this is her way of coping with it. So uh, needless to say, I'm wondering, I never beat Borderlands 3. So I don't know if there's anything like worth going through a D&D session with who you're going to be playing as. I don't know. I don't know. 
I played you, an you hour. Know, like, I, I played an hour of Borderlands three, and I was like, I've played this. I, I was like, I've played this game before, and I loved Borderlands too. Um, I love Borderlands, but I could not get into three for the me, life me of me. Um, yeah, same, same here. But that DLC was my favorite, so I'm curious, like, what's gonna be the story behind it? And I don't know. I'm, I'm always like, it's always risky going into a Gearbox game right because randy pitchford's such a piece of shit so it's like you get that initial excitement and then it like you immediately think of him and you're like fuck i don't want to support this so mike did you think that's roland at the beginning of the trailer because they're kind of sketchy about showing his face so that's what really bothered me is it's clearly like a person of color right and then the first name that they like andy samberg Andy you better fucking not yeah yeah i was like yeah. and then i was and then i saw wanda sykes and i was like okay well at least like they're following up with a person of color but still like that's a little weird isn't it <laughs> like, a little bit. Yeah. so like like when we talk about narrative in this game like uh, uh mike actually had a uh, a pretty good guess in chat he said uh, Tina narrates a looter. He said, "My guess: Tina narrates a looter shooter through procedural levels, so it's closer to a Diablo experience and not one that progresses the story." I can see that happening, especially since you know, like she's essentially running a D and D campaign. So this is going to change according to to whatever whim she has, or you know how she's setting up the game. So I, I think that's I think that's pretty feasible, actually. Um, was there a, re- a release date attached to this? I missed that. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Oh, so it's coming 20- up. This- is it coming out this year? Let me see. Hold on. No, I could be wrong. Hold, Hold on. on. Go keep talking. I'm looking. Well, while Brittany looks that up, uh, I'm just continuously surprised and impressed by how uh the Borderlands IP manages to pull celebrity star power to back its its IP and back its products, right? From yeah. the movie to the games. It's it's truly impressive. You know, we've had so many swings in the last 20 years from people trying to really make I mean, video games are fucking mainstream, but you know what I mean? Like bring in celebrity power and it doesn't always work. Mark Wahlberg. Early and 2022. Payne. Okay nice so so not even that long not even that far away but yeah i mean i'm continuously surprised that like they can get like not just one big name but like a dozen big names signed yeah. to that ip mm-hmm. i mean clearly they're not letting randy talk to people which is uh to their to the betterment so yeah that game looked cool it was an interesting way to open up the open up the, the show uh the so movie cast is like insanely stacked by the way in case anyone like is yeah involved, like, and, and i still can't like, believe Kevin Hart Kate is playing Blanchett, role. Jack Black, Jamie Lee Curtis, like <laughs> Kevin yeah, Hart like, is all playing the casting Roland. is amazing like, except for Roland. Like, yeah, yeah. like what is that? So like yeah, I I just that mm-hmm. that one I don't understand. It's like it's like Kevin like, Hart. It's like if you want fuck that guy. If you want, yes, Kevin yeah, Hart does fuck. He sucks. Thing. But it's like it's like if you want to cast Roland, dude, The Rock is right there. Like I mean, he's standing right there. Like. That was who I was expecting they were going to cast as Roland, and it was just weird. Um, uh, the next game that got announced was Metal Slug Tactics. So I'm a, I'm, yes. a, I'm a big fan of the old Metal Slug games, um, and I was super hyped about this until I found out it was PC only and a roguelike. And then I'm like, oh, well. And also, John, have you seen the politics of who's backing this game? No. Oh, John. Uh, oh, God. What, Zach? So SNK is uh, family. <laughs> pull up, let me just pull up you the the the, the uh-huh. tweet because I'll just I'd rather just quote someone. Okay. So, uh, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'm scrolling. This is good podcast, good radio. I'm doing here. No, it's fine. No, uh, it's leave them in suspense. Uh, one of the things that I I believe it was Rami uh the Rami on Twitter was talking about earlier. Uh, although I see the tweets deleted, now I feel reluctant to say anything. 
Hmm. Maybe they were getting abused for it. Uh, SN, so SNK uh, had some questionable backers and, and funders uh, that made people a little bit nervous about uh, uh, tactics, about about this game, uh, which which I, I guess my thing is just like, I, I think that the game, you know, Metal Slug is a beloved IP uh, and people have liked it for a long time. So the tactics uh, angle looks cool. The gameplay trailer looks really cool. Uh, I would just encourage people to to double check the, the politics of it. I, I wish so, I hadn't come into this half cocked. Uh, um. Yeah, so I think what Zach's referring to, I don't have a better source other than Screen Rant, which is a site I would normally not yeah. quote. But the, I, I assume that what they're writing here is correct. It basically says the, uh, it's the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Oh, the Mohammed one that killed Khashoggi. Yeah. Holy uh, shit! Has a majority stake in SNK. Uh, is yes. My so all of their games would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so which, yeah. That happened sometime last year or early this year, I think. Wait. Yeah. So what? like that, can... that is a fact. That's not, that's not yeah. that's not a that's not speculation. He does own a yeah. Does he own a majority uh, yeah. stake or does yeah, he just own a large it's, it's minority? Stake. He's the largest. Yeah. He's the largest. It's the largest, it's the largest shareholder. Yeah. Oh, anyway. largest single shareholder. Yeah. That's oh, what it's I thought it was. one of those things where it's like you know, in the end, you have to make your own decision. You know, these developers obviously are not out there running hits on people. Um, but definitely like Zach said, just encourage people to, uh, you know, know where the money behind these games and these companies are coming from and, and make your own decisions and just make sure you're educated. You know, it's, it's, it's like that. It's like that situation with, with uh teach Q Nordic when they did that fucking insane Q and a yep. on a chan. Right. And you know, a, a bunch of people were like, you know, rightfully so. Like, I don't blame them for saying I'm not going to give them my money anymore. Um, you know, and, and Harry, it, Potter? It, it, Harry Potter, right? Like, like, and, you know, you know, it, it's it, in, on, on one hand, it's a, like, I, I agree with that stuff. And on the other hand, like, you know, most of these rank and file, I mean, these rank and file devs have nothing to do with any of that. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'll just echo what Zach and Jeff said. Think about where your money's going. And if, if it makes you feel, if it makes you feel icky, don't, don't do it. Um, you know, don't, don't compromise your principles for something like that. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, if you want to pick it up and enjoy it, like there, there's also like, you know, that doesn't make you the devil. So, you know, that like I, cyberpunk. Like, the, right. the la on the cyberpunk though. And I just, uh, again, people are free to disagree. Everyone can, um, you know, approach these situations differently, but I just want to echo what I said with cyberpunk which is that I don't feel that it's anyone's responsibility to look after the devs. I sympathize with people who are in these unfortunate situations. As a normal-ass consumer, most of us are not rich. Uh, you do not owe it to yourself or anyone else to ensure that developers making these games um, have money and have healthcare and stuff. They deserve those things, but it's not your responsibility, and you should not feel obligated to purchase consumer products to make up for um, them being let down by their employers or the companies that own them. That's 100%. That is yeah. my opinion. You could feel sorry for them, but I don't believe you need to be dropping 60 or 80 bucks of your own money to make sure that this poor little dev can do their car payments this month. That ain't your yeah. job. Agreed. 100%. The companies can afford this. They have millions of dollars. And 100%. Put the pressure on them to do the right thing. 100%. Um, also, a quick shout out to Khalif Adams and Chet. Uh, spawn on me. Khalif, what's up, bud? Um, yeah, Khalif, Khalif's a cool guy. Khalif, Khalif, if anybody wasn't watching our last, uh, Trevor Project stream or fundraiser stream, uh, had some of, had probably the hypest fucking 
two hour block of of anybody. That that shit was so cool. Um, that was really good. That was fucking. That's a, it was a hard. We were after him too. It was hard to follow. That's a hard act to follow. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a really hard act to follow. Um, moving right along. Uh, so so this was actually one of my favorite moments of uh of Summer Games Fest when he got uh Hideo Kojima on that Zoom call, and <laughs> and I swear to God, I was like at the I was like, he was like, well, what are you working on now? And he's like, well, I don't want to talk about it right now. And I was like, he's just. They're gonna end this on Hideo just coming on a Zoom call to bullshit with 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 Jeff, and he's gonna get off. And then he did the one more thing, right? And I got real excited because my brain started going all over the place, right? I was Silent like, Hills. I was like, oh shit, Silent, Silent Hills. Hills, fucking something, something, something's happening. And then it's, you know, we got a weird. I don't know why. Uh, what what's the what is the main character's name in Death Stranding? I never played it. Sam Porter Bridges. Sam Porter Sam Bridges. Porter Bridges. You got Sam Porter Bridges jumping in and out of a cardboard box. Uh, I don't understand. It the was a brilliant yeah. trailer, honestly. It was the probably the best trailer I've ever seen. I got some serious Metal Gear Solid overtones from that trailer. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's, it's like designed to be accidental. It's designed to be a troll. Yeah, he's yeah. really fucking with you. And it's just like, <laughs> and and then before the trailer was over, I was like, it's a Death Stranding PS5 uh, version. Also, or digital yeah. fun or deluxe version or yeah. I don't know if he's mellowing with age, but that was not a 16 minute trailer filled with incomprehensible symbology. So I don't know what's mm, even is. Was true. that even Kojima? That's that a deep music fake? tracks. Nothing. Yeah. It, it didn't have women in scantily uh, dressed clothes that Dancing in the needed rain. it to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I never played Death Stranding. Um, it's, it's just, it doesn't interest me. Um, same is anybody i know a few of you guys have played it um justin did i remember justin are, did. yeah like, he liked like it. Are, are, are any but but are any of you gonna go back to play it again on ps5 like nope i haven't really played oh, it well, fuck so yeah i'm stoked fuck yeah i am I'm, because that game is like the most perfectly designed game to work with like the dual sense features of like the triggers and haptics and stuff yeah. and like the whole time last year they were detailing the DualSense stuff, I was just thinking of Death Stranding the whole time. So like an actual native PS5 version, I'm really excited to see how they utilize the controller um, because I, th I think that'll be really neat um, with like the different ways they could do like holding your backpack or like water would be like, you know, pushing back against Sam or like the uh, weight on one side. Um, DualSense to, to gather water from the stream and then shake it to turn it into monster. Oh, to yeah. turn it into monster, yeah. yeah. So, so that like, sounds look. fake. Is that a real thing? Yeah, he has a canteen. That no, it is one hundred percent real. God, this fucking game. Yeah. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Also, is, is also, when it's, when your it's character... literally your health in the game. Well, no, let's and when your when your character takes a shower, they they have a full screen ad for Norman Reedus's AMC TV show. I wish that was a joke. I, like, I know it Wait. sounds like it's a joke. It's not. The Walking There's Dead. Full, the Walking so, Dead. Yeah, no, no, he's no, got a motorcycle, motorcycle show. show. No, ride with Norman Reedus. Yeah, ride with Norman Reedus. <laughs> and then you eventually unlock a motorcycle, and and one of his passive lines is, "This car is sweet. It should be on ride with Norman Reedus," which yeah. is really <laughs> weird because you're also playing as. Anyway, look, uh, I a lot of people who follow me on Twitter um, uh, uh, will know if you if you've been along long enough that I was not a fan of Death Stranding, but. I'm curious that through the lens that the last year and a half have provided us, I'm curious if that game hits differently for me. Um, 
and and when I say hits differently, I mean the moments of isolation, the moments of licensed tracks. Uh, I don't think that the, the actual cutscenes are very good, but but some of the vibes are, are uh, undeniably good. So I'm interested in checking out Jeff. Um, no, I was going to say, I mean, I waited for the PC version, which did hit um, after the pandemic began. So I was playing this and yeah, it fit, it hits fucking hard, man. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I only got five hours in before the game started crashing nonstop because PC gaming crashes. is PC amazing. Gaming. So I'm excited to move back to, to PlayStation on the PS5. I think I... No, I don't. I'll buy it again, um, assuming it it doesn't crash. <laughs> um, to, I, mean, I loved what I played. I just, yeah, I thought the the themes of losing our connection with people in society and stuff like that were just uh, obviously couldn't have been intentional at the time, but just another the way Metal Gear Solid Two was very prophetic. Um, I think this just is like. Uh, I don't know. I I really think people a year were, later, and it was. Yeah. <laughs> People well, who yeah, if, it, was if you very imagine if it would have came out last year, Ooh. yeah, like so. would it have been successful or not? Like that's I, it's interesting to. Think I mean, about. I I guess I and I guess one of the things that like six six out as resident to me that makes me want to re like recheck it out was like a lot of the things that felt like kind of cringe or kind of goofy or just classic Kojima, right? Um, like like I guess okay, like as somebody who's lost like close family during the pandemic. Um, the idea of doing a mission where you're delivering a body that's like entirely covered where you can't see them um, and you're delivering mm-hmm. them to like rest, like um, maybe feels more impactful now well, as like a lived experience, which is yeah. like a really sad thing to say. But I, I'm curious to see how that that experience translates um, now. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm excited no. to see that, that you take a second swing, Jeff. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, absolutely. I just you know, I'm surprised you brought that up because, yeah, I know um, I'm not the only one on this podcast, but I lost my grandma last year in the pandemic and you know uh hours before she died i had to go in basically a hazmat suit um i couldn't even touch her i had to look through a glass window and i had just full-on face shield and suit and everything like that and then you know they um kicked me out uh because we could only have one person in there so my dad had to be with her when she passed and i had to basically wait in this kind of quarantine room uh just like fuck yeah man it's this stuff, I, I, it's funny because uh, Division Two DLC uh, also hit right when the pandemic started, and these things are just—it's weird though. Division was very triggering for me, and Death Stranding was actually cathartic. Um, it wasn't as disturbing, I, maybe just because it was a little, uh, a little bit more fantastical or surreal, I think. But um, yeah, absolutely, it hits different, and it's—I uh, don't know. I think I could see why people hate it. I could see why people love it, but I think people should definitely give it a shot if they have the means to, because especially in the world today, yeah, there's some stuff that might make a personal connection for sure. So uh, I, not, not to change the subject, no. but I played through the, the original last of us last year and that, what that, that was hard. That was hard um, for me too. Yeah. Well, the original, like, I didn't play, I haven't played two oh, yet. Two. I, th- uh, I thought you were talking about two. Sorry. I'm my, no, I'm, I played, my brain's melting. No, no, no. I played the original last of us, uh, because in anticipation for two and it hit so hard that when two came out, I was like, I'm not, I can't I'm not do ready. Two right like, now. I played, I played like the first hour of the last of us two. And I was like, it's still too soon. Like it's still this too isn't, real. This isn't even a narrative spoiler. It's just a set dressing. There's an entire sequence in the last of us two where you're going through like what's essentially a comic con set up PAX hall in Seattle, yeah. which is like, which again was like, mm-hmm. happen- like it just, yeah, it just, and, like, a lot of people, I mean, SCGC knows, you know, a lot of y'all were at the last PAX event before the pandemic. So, like, 
I mean, it's Half just got Corona, most likely. I yeah. got sick at the last pack. Yeah, yeah, it wiped, yeah. it wiped half the podcast yeah. out. John. Um, the first con I went to was PAX West before COVID. Like fuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we so we we won't go on. We we won't focus on all the on all the games. Uh, Jurassic Park Evolution Two. Okay, like I don't. That, oh, we didn't. Can we talk um, about Sims Four getting DLC? I know Jeff wanted to talk about oh, that. Oh yeah, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to kick. I'll kick it to you real quick, Brad. I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. So the Sims Four got a new expansion. It's called Cottage Living. I thought it was cool because. It kind of clicked with me when I saw this announcement trailer. Um, maybe I'm off base. It seems to be tapping into that Animal Crossing vibe where you're kind of you're in a village. You're doing a little bit of farming. You got some animals and stuff like like. I don't know. They I would don't... make bank if they did a yeah. sim Animal Crossing. Yeah, like, they, yeah. No, yeah. I can. Yeah, absolutely. The, the vibes were similar. And Final Fantasy 14. I'm sorry. We didn't make it an episode without talking about Final Fantasy. We almost did it. What's that? Final uh, Fantasy 6? Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, the, the new expansion, anyway. also has a kind of mode uh, where you can do similar types of stuff where you're just farming and kind of living in your own little village. Oh, they're banking cottage. on it in, in a pandemic. Yeah. I think that was where like a lot of people shifted. I don't want to say that they specifically did it, but I think they they probably focused on it a lot more considering how well Animal mm-hmm. Crossing did. Yeah, so I don't know, Britt. Like, what are your thoughts on it? That's just that was my initial take was like, I, I'm sure this was probably planned before Animal Crossing, but I think it's a great fit. I think people are really into this kind of thing right now. Well, I mean, like, look at look how ragey Nintendo fans got over, um, like, Animal Crossing being delayed or anything. So it's it's obviously Nintendo like a fans high... get mad about everything. <laughs> like... Fair, but I, like, <laughs> Pokemon and Animal Crossing are like the, the two worst. I feel like, and yeah. people people were real <laughs> Pokemon, mad about like Pokemon fans like. I mean, come on! Like, like Nintendo is my favorite. Oh of my god! Uh, the vitriol that oh, series generates. Seriously, like I'm 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 a Nintendo fan before. Oh yeah, else, guys, we forgot and... to talk about that Switch Pro announcement. Oh yeah, guys, shit! We Are forgot you... to talk. Yeah, about no, dude, I can't the believe Switch Pro I can't believe the, this week. The Switch Pro has that built-in uh, fucking pizza delivery app. It's incredible, and you could also hold it up your face and get instant VR. Um, that's what I heard anyway about the review. I didn't watch the review myself, but uh. At at six at six hundred ninety nine dollars at market, I think this thing is pretty pretty fairly priced. Um, it, it, <laughs> but I think it looks fun. I'm excited to play a. Um, I'm excited to make pawns, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to um, watch my people uh, <laughs> farm away, make make some friends. I think the cool thing is like I don't know, maybe people like this about The Sims, but I it actually gives me a lot of anxiety, especially now. Or just like I'm in a town and people are just always there and they're like coming up to my door and in my business. And I'm like, like that happens to me all like, yeah, <laughs> like so- it's really funny because I made a new town and I made myself and I made RAR and I was going to that's when you were playing and streaming uh, SDGC mm-hmm. and Maddie died. Rest his soul. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to like fix a, 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 a light bulb a socket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stereo and got electrocuted and died. So rest in peace, Um, So I want. So like, Rar would come over to my house all the fucking time just to play my computer. Like he would just come in, say hi, and then fucking like I'm like, fix your computer, and maybe you wouldn't have to come over all the time. You know. (laughs) So um, there's a couple more games. Uh, just a couple more games I want to cover from here before we talk about E3 weekend. Um, and there's really two more big ones. There was a bunch of smaller stuff that got announced, and not to gloss over that stuff, but um, Call of Duty Season 4, 
so we had a teaser. There's some new maps and content, uh, zombie mode, Warzone. Okay, like, I don't care about that. Um, but I know that Call of Duty, uh, you know, uh, Call of Duty Season 4 is uh, highly anticipated by some people. And then what was funny was uh, Jeff was like, and how about that new Call of Duty coming this year? And she's like, yep, it's coming. It's uh-huh. coming. And uh, never played a Call of Duty game in my life. There so is, I have no input on. There is something going on in the uh, in with with the development of that new Call of Duty game. That I didn't good. even see the announcement. Yeah, no, I mean, because dude, I mean, dude, it, it was. Yeah, no, it, uh, it went real fast. It went real fast. Uh, and then there was uh, an assortment of smaller games. Uh, of course, Ryan Reynolds talked about his uh, his movie, um, uh, Salt and Sacrifice, which is a sequel to Ooh. Salt and Sanctuary, which I enjoyed but don't necessarily think it needed a sequel uh there was some kind of vampiric battle royale game um blood hunt uh some among us cosmetics one thing i want to mention really quickly uh, that i thought was really cool i don't know anyone else uh, i'm a big fan of that game company i love flower journey oh, journey is fantastic uh yeah journey is a fucking incredible game um so they made a game years ago called sky which i believe at the time was exclusive to ios or apple tv um, that's finally coming to traditional consoles, starting with the switch. I don't know if it's confirmed for anything else. So I don't know. That's really cool. That's a, a new audience. Um, you know, bringing it back to the traditional, um, gaming sphere and stuff like that. So I'm really excited to finally awesome. play that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some, uh, stranger things content in smite, which seems like a weird, weird mashup the to evil me, dead looked really cool evil dead does look cool i'm uh and that's one of my evil dead looks i don't know if it'll be good but i oh, it looks sucker. entertaining as shit. Play, yeah it looks entertaining as shit. yeah no it looks extremely entertaining with yeah. budget is like, like yeah. the vibe i got yeah so am, is it is it made by the same studio team that made uh friday the 13th or no i don't think so no, i don't think so um no well, and this looks and zach this looks decidedly higher budget than friday the 13th it looks good like yeah. it actually so looks pretty good the, when i watched the trailer i was like this looks better than any like what are those type of games that like you know those called? 4v1 like, like, games and yeah, yeah, yeah. like that like this i was looks like this looks better. like as far as like the animations and the gore and everything i was like this looks more realistic it does look more smooth than anything yeah. that's out right now yeah i mean no no shade to like dead by daylight but dead by daylight um in, in more recent years, it started to show its age with like really right. janky animations. Yeah, like, I mean, I, it, it looks super janky. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I mean, as as fun as Phasmophobia, for example, is to play with friends. Like that game is one of the just the one of the jankiest things I have ever laid my eyes on. To be fair, um, it's it's a one person dev. That's true. One, that's one true. Yeah. No. That. No. No. I'm not taking. No. I mean, you know, no disrespect, but you know, I mean, it, it's it, it is very clear that there is a there is more money behind Evil Dead than there are. Things like Dead by Daylight, and, and there's also Bruce Campbell behind Evil Dead. Right, exactly. I was gonna say, okay. actually, having Bruce Campbell is yeah. a big deal. Yeah, I, yeah it I, is. I, I, there I don't was know, some I don't such care. a slut like, for Evil Dead shit, though. Like you just mentioned it, he's like, I'm fucking in. I like, know. I, 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 Army, Army of Darkness is one of my top three movies of all time. So yeah. I mean, I fucking I love this shit. We are absolutely. I keep pushing for it. We're absolutely gonna do Army of Darkness on SGC Movie Night on yes. this card. Oh, yeah, one hundred and ten. Yeah, we are. Yep. At one hundred and ten percent. In fact, I think that should be the next one. Uh, um, uh, like I said, Stranger Things and Smite seems like a weird marriage, but okay. Um, we talked about Evil Dead, and then we had, uh, then we had, um, uh, Elden Ring. Finally, we, we and and not whoa, just whoa, 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 whoa. What? What's up, Finn? Are you really glossing over Tales of Arise? Because I will mm-hmm. fight you. Oh, we we saw a trailer. 
Yeah, and all we saw was the trailer <laughs> building ring. Tell us but all we, about we, Tales we, of Arise. Tell us all about Tales of Arise, Finn. <laughs> I'm serious. I want to hear wait, about it. Wait, were you about to say we didn't know anything about Elden Ring? It's a Miyazaki Souls style Finn, game just tell us about our, in a different Finn, setting. Finn, tell us about Tales of Arise. No, no, it's cool. It's a new Tales game, and I'm very excited about it. It's been a couple <laughs> years since we've had a Tales game. It looks really fun. Cool. Let's go on the Elden Ring. When was the? No. Uh, was there a release date announced for that trailer? <laughs> or, 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 I'm sorry, not announced. Was there a release date September. attached to the trailer? September. What was the, um, you know, I've only played Tales of Zillia and I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if I would now because my taste has changed a little bit. What was the last one before Rise, Finn? Was that? Oh, Vesp- God. I want to say it's Bessaria. 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 Yeah. Bessaria. Isn't it yeah. Vesperia? That was that, way before. That was way before. That was the yeah. one before Bessaria. No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> Vesperia was the 360 exclusive for a long, good yeah. while. Uh, that's, okay. the, that's the one that I've never played a Tales game. I bought Vesperia, and I did not like it. So I'm a little mm. little iffy on a rise. So I hopefully... Find, I heard good things about Vesperia. I heard really good things. If you didn't like Vesperia... You're just not skip. Be, yep. Because that's that's one of the best of the franchise, and if that didn't do much for you... Well, I was. I mean, I've changed. I'll. I'll I well, I mean, just, just. I just love the 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 combat of Tales games, and it looks based on that trailer. It looks like the cheese level of the normal anime plot has been toned down, and they're oh. they're taking out. They're taking it that, to a nice level. Dude, no, I mean, it's Tales, so there's still going to be some anime bullshit. Oh, I didn't say there wasn't. Did. I said toned down, <laughs> toned down. But the gameplay in that trailer looked absolutely incredible. That's exactly what I wanted in a Tales game. Uh, that's, just a next gen. That's one of my fucking game. That's one of my biggest complaints about JRPGs is that it always has the token like anime characters. Um, Tales that's why, leans into that very hard, real hard, right, right, and that's why I kind of got away from JRPGs because, like, there's like there's always one specific type of character for each JRPG. Um, I the last two I really I don't want to say tried to play because there's been others since then, but like Tales of Sonata I couldn't get into because of that, and um, same with um, same with uh, Eternal uh, Vesperia. But yeah, Eternal Sonata. Just but like, you know, you have the cutesy anime girl, you right, have like yeah. the stoic like anime boy, and like I'm tired think, of those type of characters. Like I think all make... of us had a I can't speak for everyone. I think all of us had a higher tolerance for that when we were younger. Yeah. Because like yeah, I played Zillia like probably almost ten years ago now. I don't know if I'd be able to play that now. And um I mean Final Fantasy's hit and miss with this stuff, but I agree. Like I think uh, you know. Times have changed. The world has changed. And it's like, okay, JRPGs. I love JRPGs, to be clear. Like, I like the right. vibes of them. I like the cozy story. I love Dragon Quest Eleven because I think it avoided a lot. Of, it had a little bit of that stuff, but I think avoided a lot of it. But, like, we don't need to go full on with these, uh, like Britt said. Like, we we could just grow up a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I actually, but but I actually do. I, I agree with Finn on this one. Um, Vesperia is considered to be the best of the Tales games. And if that didn't click for you, arise. But that was like that was also when it came out, right? So it's like, but I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I mean, Tales games are are hit or miss for a lot of people. Um, so you know, yeah. But I've always heard like I've always heard what was the one on GameCube, the one Tales of Symphonia. Symphonia. Yeah, I heard that one was like really. That's another big one because it had four player co op. So the GameCube, you could sit there and play with friends. Each person controlled someone in the party. And that made for a fun experience, but it was still 
anime bullshit and is a video game. And you know what? For me, I'm all in for that because I, <laughs> I love me some fan. anime trope bullshit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if what? Can, and, if I can interrupt, that's one a second. game that yes. had like Maddie. Four, I oh, to see my cat. There it is. What is that face? I couldn't even see him at first until his eyes appeared. One more time. One more time. Come on. Here he is. Yeah. He's not happy. It looks like he looked. He looked. I for a minute I thought that was the Gamork from from the Neverending Story. Like holy dude, those eyes are like still staring at me in my head. Like Jesus. Maddie, is his name actually Mr. Kitty? Uh, it was, we named him something else that was too long. We didn't want to say it. Like, we never called him it, except to what was it? his name. I think it was Morgana, although okay. we around That's a couple a other name names. For a, for a black cat with horrifying eyes. Yes. But, like, like, but, like, we're not going to say that every time. Yeah. So then we just started calling him Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty. Yeah, That's so fair. <laughs> I mean, the cat's name is Mr. Kitty now, Maddie. You might as well okay. just, you oh, might absolutely. just admit it. All hail Mr. Kitty. He responds um, to it. Yeah. So. You should call him. You should call him Pumpkin. Mm-mm. No, Pumpkin. No. Pun- pumpkin. Pumpkin. <laughs> That's an obscure SDGC reference. Pumpkin. Thank you to anyone who pumpkin. understands that. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> it's gonna be stuck in my head all day now. We have um, a lot of shit still to talk. We haven't even talked about Elden Ring yet. So so let's hop into Look, Elden I Ring. I said my piece about tales. So please, let's, thank you. Let's, let's, we we can hop into Elden Ring. Um. Uh, coming a lot sooner than I think any of us had anticipated. Um, is it in January? January, like holy shit! Like that record. I still think it's gonna be delayed. But I I was gonna say in the same way that that Cyberpunk came in April 2020, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. I choose to. I'm gonna hold the line on this one to keep the faith. I think it's gonna launch in January. Um, there were those rumors a, little, a while back that the game had actually been finished, and uh, George R. R. Martin was just trying to fin- like work on the story stuff, which of course is a low bar because he's, he's still like, writing. Fucking get back, yeah, to like the thrones. Right, these so, people are gonna kill me. Exactly. Um, but uh, visually, like, look, like it looks like a really beautiful. Um, this it's there. It's taking a step away from Sekiro in the sense that you don't have you don't have a character with his own personality. You are creating a character, uh, just like Dark Souls. I got serious, like actual Dark Souls vibes from that trailer. And I mean, uh, I don't want to like be dismissive, but it, when I watched that, I was like, this is <laughs> Dark Souls. I mean, it does look like Dark Souls. So, so did they did they give like a, a five second preview of you being able to play as a girl, or was that just me? Was that another uh, character? If there was, I did not see that. I she had like red that. hair. Oh, no, she's a, no, she, a boss. no, no, yeah, no, she's a character in the game. Oh, okay, so you're just you're just playing as a dude wielding a sword well, like any other character game or like every from game. Right? Got it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you know, you can you, you can roll a man you can or a make woman. A girl. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Where did you see it confirmed that you can? Wait, that you can. There's character creator. Uh, it Isn't was, there a character creator in every From game? No, no. not in Sekiro. Not Sekiro. Oh, not okay. Sekiro. I haven't played Sekiro. Sorry. Um, but okay. no, no. They actually uh, that was something they they mentioned in the trailer itself. Um, that there's um, uh, via our friend Sam Tolbert in uh, chat. Uh, according to a press release, you can make your own character. Yeah. So I assume there'll be gender options. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So okay. so that's good. Um. The uh, but I mean Jeff is right. Like it, it looks very Dark Soulsy. Uh, but it's a big, big open world. Uh, so no more of that. Um, 
<coughs> well, not no more of it, but it's taking that interconnectivity that Dark Souls worlds, uh, like like Lordran are are known for, and just greatly expanding it. Um, and I noticed that you know we've got a we've got a we've got a term finally for the player characters. Um, in the Souls games, they always have this, right? Like in the in Dark Souls, it was the Chosen Undead. In Dark Souls two, I, I can't remember what it was, but in Dark Souls three, it was uh, it was the Ashen One. You were the Ashen One. Um, and now in, uh, in, oh, in Demon Souls, you were something else. I can't remember. Now in Elden Ring, you are the Tarnished. So the player character is, ah. is the player character is called the Tarnished. <laughs> they're, um, they're running out of words they're, for like dilapidated really, at this point, the aren't they? Yeah, the the sweating beads, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah so. Like the next game is just, they're just going to call you soiled. <laughs> soil, yeah, like it's the yeah. dirty, the dirty, the, um, the moist, the mo- Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, Dude, don't raise your hand. Just hop in, man. No, no, I just because it's not El- it's Elden Ring tangently related, so I wanted to wait until more people mm. got the to go. Just, just keep me on deck. Okay, we'll keep you on deck. Um, uh, it looks like there are there is uh co-op is back. Um, you can summon up to. F- Mm-hmm. I think it was three additional players. Four in players, four. yeah. Four, yeah, three. No, additional. no, like four total. You plus three. Right. And can, I, and can I ruin the discussion real quick? You can. Please. Are you going to say moist any chance, again? Is there any chance there'll be difficulty options or deciders? I don't think so. I, so, I hope there so, is. So, Jeff, no difficulty deciders, but the horse can double jump. I, was, oh, I wrote wow. that in my notebook. That's <laughs> something. <laughs> <Double jump. laughs> Not bad. No, that's at, good. At this point, oh, I, mean, this point, I, mean, I don't something. think I don't think From will ever do difficulty because it'll feel like I, I think they've like dug their heels in too deep. Yeah, so that this too is far gone at this point. Well, like, I mean, I also even, I also don't think they'll do difficulty because it'll it, it'll make the capital G gamers angry, and we can't have that's that. My, so yeah, they're yeah. not they're just not going to. To be yeah. clear, like I love From games, but I'm never going to play another one unless they make it more accessible. They should make I it more Demon, accessible. Demon Souls for the accessibility, but I was really disappointed that Blue Point. Um, I think they outright said that they actually didn't want to uh, implement that. So, I mean, I, I don't want to stir up a thing. I, you know, I respect a developer's right to make the game they want, but I also have the right to not buy those games. So, I, and it gets and it gets complicated, right? Because uh, we saw like within a week, I think last time. Uh, from Sekiro's release date on PC that people had found a way to add mods on the Steam version that allowed you to do things like give yourself uh, unlimited health, uh, just just invulnerability outright, like super powerful attacks. Like we saw all of these ways in which players felt enabled to tweak the modifications of a game. And it just, it gets frustrating when it's like, when it's like accessibility gets put in the hands of modders, right? That doesn't feel right. Right. Um, and, it, and it's tough, right? Uh, especially... Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get it. Um, and it's yeah. disappointing. And it's disappointing. I, I don't think you will either. And and I agree. It is disappointing. Um, these games should all have, I mean, and, and not just like, you know, not just easy mode, um, but also like, you know, just I, I feel like the Souls games, as much as I love them, are just super inaccessible to begin with. Um, they've never done well in uh, or they've never done a very good job in including options for uh, people with numerous amounts of disabilities. And I'm hoping to see that change with Elden Ring, but I also don't really i'm not really holding my breath on it either i yeah like i'm also one that doesn't expect difficulty levels as much as i would like them but like 
something like Returnal is a game that is very difficult, but like it actually has a pretty decent accessibility menu so that people can customize it to be able to just physically play the game easier. And like at least just seeing that stuff in a from game would yeah. be a huge step forward, even if it was like it, even even if it wasn't, you know, full difficulty levels or something. But honestly, the like I just I, I I'm still very excited for the game. It's coming a lot like fucking January. Like I did not I didn't even think we were going to get a release window. Like I break. Go ahead. You look like you're going to say something. No. Okay. I was I was just gonna say good luck. Good luck with that release. Today. Yeah. Yeah. No we'll way. see. We'll see. Um. But, you know, hey, you know, it made a lot of people happy today. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah. Elden Ring, man. Fucking like you know, not a whole lot to say about it yet. We saw actual gameplay today. Um. Again, looks very Souls like. Uh. But very pretty. Um. And uh, I I know that they're basing this has a, a very distinct. It's supposed to have a very distinct Norse vibe to it um uh which i think is pretty cool i i, I feel like that's a, a that norse theme like aside from what is very clearly meant to be like a you know, like a call to yggdrasil um kind of underplayed like i didn't get aside from that i didn't get a ton of super overt norse themes like some of the armor was a little icelandish but other than that um, you know, I didn't get a bunch of that norse stuff they were talking about but you know i it's still like it's miyazaki he knows what he's doing and of course, nobody does creature creation, uh, in my opinion, like from software. Um, so I just hope they do the right thing with accessibility. Um, um, Maddie, what Maddie, you got? Maddie had something to say real oh, quick. Oh, Maddie, please go ahead, bud. Yeah, so just a couple of like li little details from the trailer that I like picked out and wrote please. down, just that I thought would be interesting. Uh, one of the things that a inside insider had uh been talking about for months was like roaming bosses and i think we saw a couple of them uh oh, the guy with like i the, didn't know the that big rock guy with a bell dangling under him and the carriage guy they looked like probably bosses that are like roaming around you can probably like pick out where you want to fight them instead of them being locked into the arena um and they're it look there at one point someone the main character is sitting in front of a campfire and that same person had said that there was like kind of a free form camping system uh not like super deep but like make your own bonfires in the overworld instead of finding them and them being set in one place that's cool um also werewolf night werewolf night point. werewolf yeah night. that's oh i see god i can't fucking wait for this game um I, I had no idea about the roaming bosses maddie like that's really fucking cool. yeah it sounds really cool also like uh one of the things they said was that like the world state will change at various points so like those roaming bosses might not be there or they might be in a different place entirely at various points that's cool game. that's cool well yeah. and that makes sense with a with a, a from software game too right like like they're gonna try to keep you on their toes or, or on your toes so um, every time, every time Brittany's door just opens and closes behind her, like I know it's beignet, but it still freaks me out every single time. Um, He's such a butthole. <laughs> so, I, what's that? I, I was just gonna say that I think it's really cool, and you know, even though I don't think the January date will stick, uh, I do think it puts us on a path to hear more about the game more often, right? As as press starts to spin up, like I feel like if we don't hear about a delay by like September, we're gonna we're gonna start hitting like the the terminal velocity of marketing. Yeah. Um. Hopefully. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear more. I did like I did like uh uh the the boss that had the bell dick. I thought that was cool. Yeah, bell dick was really cool. Um. Yeah. That what? was that. 
Yeah, no, dude, there was a yeah. boss with a, a bell for it, it, it was on its stomach. There wasn't its dick. I mean, I it thought was it was it was very clearly his dick. Like I thought it was Listen, his dick. Like I'm gonna need a full breakdown and dick, analysis. Dick watch twenty twenty two. It was it was it was for forgive was his, me for this, his, but I have it was his ding dong. I have to ask. <laughs> for, See what for, I did there? Forgive me, but I have to ask was it a dinner bell? It was. Oh, I felt no, like I felt no, like it was, I, it was more of like a Liberty Bell kind of bell. Like yeah. it was a, it was like a big it was a big bell. It was a big bell, like enormous bell. bell, like Huge. like the size of that bell was was incredible. Like I've never seen a bell that big before. Finn. OK, what, was it like the. Uh, oh, Finn, go no, ahead. No, go. Was it what? I was going to make a joke about how was it like make that joke, fam. Uh, Nothing helps humor of, like it. At the end of Dante, the end of Dante's Inferno, where you fight. <laughs> I Satan's thought it was going to be a Dante's Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> when you, when he's just got that big dong swinging around. Yeah, Finn, go ahead. Right. Video games are video. Art. I don't know why no, anyone so, would argue differently. No, we're talking. So I know, are. I know. From and Miyazaki have pretty much made their wheelhouse out of like fantasy games with the all the souls games are basically very steeped in fantasy am i the only one that is really hoping for him to merge his two passions which is the dark souls game style but with from software's armored core futuristic building come on i'm all about bring back armored core core. make a souls game i don't care like make it so that instead of like upgrading your character stats you are unlocking parts for your mech and then you can customize your mech and play a Dark Souls style game in the future. Like, why? Why are we letting that languish when the two would marry each other so well? Finn, Finn, I dream of a world not where just monsters have dicks, but also the mechs, mechs have dicks. Yes, Me- yeah, mechs, no. like, I mean that's Zone of the Enders. Just best, like yes, Zone of the Enders. That's Zone, Zone, of the Enders. Enders. Zone of the Enders do have like, and of course that's a Kojima joint. Um, so of course the mecha in that in those games have enormous dongs, um, because yes, because why not? It's the cockpit. Right? It's the cockpit. It's the cockpit. The the robots absolutely fuck in in zone. I think it's a joke. We still have ten minutes left. We're supposed right, to wait so closer to the end. Okay, to, so before we go on the full. So with with ten Alex minutes left, now that we've covered Elden Ring and robot cocks and Beldix, Jesus um, Christ, we uh, so the last ten minutes. Uh, E3 weekend, of course, is upon us, um, and there's uh, there's a lot going to happen this weekend. And, of course, we have the Nintendo presentation. I think it's on Wednesday, next Wednesday at noon. I don't know why they fucking insist on doing this shit in the middle of the day. Um, in the middle of the work Is it day. Wednesday or the, Tuesday? It's a, I thought it, it was Tuesday. I think Tuesday. It, is it Tuesday? Yes. Okay, it's Tuesday. Yeah, Nintendo, it's the middle of a work day. Like, what Nintendo the fuck? Loves yeah, I, I'm the, the only test, one who does this. Nintendo loves to test my ability to Squid? not... Be caught watching something on my work computer. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take off of work early so I can stream it because there's no way I'm not streaming that. But but um, like as far as E3 goes, um, we've 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 done some predictions here. Um, you know, so I just I, I want to talk about what we hope we want to see or what we hope to see, what we want to see, what we think we'll see, just in general. Um, and uh, John, we spent like 20 minutes talking about Nintendo predictions last week. I don't mean I, oh, I'm I talking think, about I'm talking about in general. Just A3 in general. I yeah. Think. Oh, just E3 in general. Yeah. Oh, okay. Your hopes and your hopes and dreams. Yeah. No talk matter. about talk about your hopes and dreams. 
Um, like for example, at Ubisoft, I think we're going to see Mario and Ra- Mario plus Rabbids too. I think the writing's on the wall for that one. I saw that I saw today that they reduced the price. They, the Ubisoft account was tweeting out that Mario plus Rabbids is now like five bucks on the eShop, and you know I think they're I think that's marketing spin for uh, an announcement for Mario plus Rabbids two on Saturday. It makes sense. I mean that game sold incredibly well. Uh, it had it was much better than it had literally any right to be. Um, and yeah, I think it's time. I think Mario plus Rabbids two is a safe fucking bet. For, for Ubisoft. I also do not think that we're going to see Beyond Good and Evil 2 because I think that game is canceled. Ben, Dun, what are you excited for, buddy? Um, we skipped almost all of the Day of the Dev stuff because we ran out of time, but I just want to give a shout out to Axiom Verge 2 for looking so fucking good. It looks good. real good. God damn it. Um, yeah. was, there like, any, was there anything new on that, Finn? It was our first actual look at it. Oh, okay. We never well, really got to see it in trailer. action before. It was just a trailer before Yeah, that. just a trailer. Like, yeah. With like, but, and it's but, it's kind of got overhauled visuals, right? Compared yes. to the first game. So like, it's basically he's it, it's flirting with Super, Super Nintendo, Nintendo graphics stuff, instead yeah. of Nintendo graphics. Okay. So, cool. I, uh, I I mean, like to anybody, like to your point, like Axiom Verge Two is great, but I would also encourage anybody who might who maybe got busy in the afternoon and that's a the whole day of the devs. Day of the devs amazing. was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people should go watch a recap of it to watch more indie indie highlights. Yeah, I, I thought Day of the Devs was sweet, and it's cool to see that um, Double Fine uh, gets to keep doing that sort of weird collaboration now that they're still under Microsoft's umbrella. Actually, I'm posting in a chat real quick for people. Uh, Rock, Paper, Shotgun did a really good recap of uh, sweet. everything that was announced, so I'm going to post it in chat. Y'all can go. If you don't have time to watch it, you can read about the great games that were announced. So here's a question I've got for, for uh, Zachary. Um, Halo Infinite, we know we'll see it. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. it'll definitely be there. Mm-hmm. When or when do we play it? When is this thing gonna release? Uh, my so here's my thing. I think a lot of people, um, understandably, are looking forward to a November fifteenth release date because that would coincide with the twentieth anniversary of the original game. Oh. Uh, I think that's I think that's a, a possibility, but I also think that, um. Xbox might have a few more things that they that they want to talk about this year, and you you might actually see a little bit sooner. I I wouldn't be shocked if you see that game out in September, um, as early as September. Uh, but I don't expect to play it until late July, similar to how we saw uh, uh Gears of War Five kind of do a late July and then September release date. I I wouldn't be shocked to see the same thing. Um, yeah, there. Without outing certain people, we've we've had hints dropped in our Discord. Um, I, I believe, I, I think from multiple places, we've heard the September date. Um, and I also September wanted... has a strong connection to Halo. Yeah. The only, yeah. yeah like September has traditionally kind of there. been Halo month. And remember it was supposed to be out last year. So September isn't crazy. It still had a lot of extra time, uh, to cook in the oven. And I think it's going to be ready by then. Yeah. I, I think the thing to keep an eye on is, is look at the ways that Microsoft has a complicated pa- uh, palette this year and, and look at the ways that, you know, even though that it's not coming out on their platform, games like Deathloop are releasing the middle of September, which yeah. is technically in Microsoft's portfolio. And like, do you want to position your studios, even though they're on separate platforms to compete against each other when they share a PC atmosphere? It's a little bit complicated, but John, I want to quickly circle back to your other point. I like, broader e3 like i'm gonna i'm gonna be really quick here yeah, no no go Ubi, ahead be soft i think you're gonna see them double down on free-to-play games and you're gonna yep. see more more offerings that are in the in the realm of your third person uh which is to say that i i think that we will see 
Ghost Recon stuff. I think that we will see Division stuff that are in the free-to-play space. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe not at this E3, but maybe maybe later in the summer we hear a little bit more about how Siege plans to go free-to-play uh, next year. Looking at Microsoft, uh, I think that we'll see big expansions um, uh, within the studios that they already have. We'll probably hear about how some of their games and service are expanding. Uh, I think that we will obviously see the the long rumored uh, Forza Horizon Five make a debut. I don't think it will look that much next gen because it's still running old tech. Uh, as most of the team is doubled down on, on Fable and also helping turn 10 on the next motorsport. Um, but I am curious to see what that looks like. And I'm curious to see how deep dive, how much of a deep dive we get on Starfield. I still think it's late next year now. So, you know, we'll see what that looks like. And that's exclusive, um, of course, right, Zach? Like, that's an Xbox. Yeah, it'll, yeah. And, and on PC. Uh, but I do think we'll see Arcane's next game, uh, uh, Project Omen. Uh, leaning into the vampire space, which will be cool. So see the Dishonored beats vampire thing. And I'm just holding my breath uh, 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 for um, to see some more Wolfenstein. And the last thing I'll say, I like I like the Mario versus Rabbids idea, but I wouldn't be shocked if we wait to see a lot of people, a lot of publishers hold until Nintendo officially confirms their their stronger hardware, just because it's an opportunity to show your game looking a little bit sharper. So so we'll see. I think Mario Rabbits is, is a sure thing for this year, though. Tomorrow, so man. We'll, we'll like I, I can confirm the Switch Pro is being announced tomorrow, 100%. Like, like, John, like it's, John. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Right there with Metro Absolutely. Coming from you, right? It, <laughs> it, it is 110% being announced tomorrow. Um, yeah. I, I've got a question for Maddie, actually. Um, Maddie, yes. you know, Zach just Zach just gave us a really good rundown, but he glossed over something and I want to ask mm-hmm. you about it. Where is where is Splinter Cell? Maddie, oh. why why <laughs> six feet under. <laughs> is that where oh. it's <laughs> Sam Fisher? Zach just did an actual spit take. <laughs> well, is... on Netflix's uh Geeked Week thing with their animated show tomorrow and then nowhere else. <laughs> Poor well, Sam. Apparently going to be in some free-to-play God. Tom Clancy crossover. Like, okay. That game, that game, I'm interested in literally just because of that. Because I'm like, I'll take whatever scraps I can get. It is. Hey, don't forget, we are getting a Splinter Cell mainline, te- well, mainline uh, iteration through, through uh, Oculus. Oculus has signed an exclusive Splinter Cell game. So and it's called so, Splinter Cell because they've splintered it off into a bunch of different other games. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we've we've been we've been sucked. I'm going to take this opportunity to to seize control. Please do, Jeff. Um I think Breakpoint, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is actually a fucking awesome game. Uh they've had a lot of good post-release support. Um they've they've done a ton of work to reduce the homogenous uh nature with Ubisoft's games. And there's a lot of flexibility now in terms of the loot shit, which you can entirely disable, but they've added some really good difficulty sliders. You can really tailor the game to how you want to play it. Uh, And on the topic of Splinter Cell and Sam Fisher, I played through all of Breakpoint uh, with the Sam Fisher skin, and it honestly fucking ruled. It it felt a lot like not a a Splinter Cell game, but like it kind of satisfied that itch, Um, you know, stealthing through enemy bases and stuff like that uh, as my boy. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. If you could find it on sale, I think um, there's some stuff I missed from Wildlands, but it's a really unique game and it's gotten a little bit more polished. And I believe it got a 60 FPS update for new consoles as well. So like, it did. yeah, I don't know. I respect that Ubisoft always uh, continues to support and doesn't give up on their games. And I think 
Breakpoint had a really bad launch and it really got overlooked, but I think there's a lot of stuff to love in that game. So, uh, I don't know. That's just like a quick shout out to that from, I guess, like E3 specifically, what I'm excited for. Uh, I'm excited for Starfield. I love Bethesda Game Studio games. Uh, again, I know I'm butting out of Justin on this one because I know he just doesn't Ooh. care. Hey, Maddie's here. Maddie's here. Yeah. Maddie's here to back you up. <laughs> the thing, yeah. the thing you I love up. about Bethesda games is uh, they have problems. They are janky, but I really but feel like I'm making ladders. my own. I really feel like I make my own story in these games and my own adventure. Um, and I don't know. There's nothing else like they're out there to me, like Skyrim or Fallout Four. Um, and I'm really excited to see what they do next. And I really do believe, even though we've heard it before, that this is going to be a significant jump in terms of technology I think so too. Uh, and stuff like that. I think that a lot of the limitations they've been struggling with that have held their games back, I think are gonna, they're going to find ways around them. Uh, so I don't know. I'm really, really excited to see what they do next. I so shout, out, shout out to Todd. Of course, all hail Todd. Um, uh, I'll say that if you uh, if you like if you're excited about Bab- like if you like Yoko Taro, you should be excited about Babylon's Fall. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, trust me on this one. Like you should be really excited about Babylon's Fall if you like Yoko Taro uh, and Near. Like like you really really need to be looking out for this one. Um, uh, of of course, I th- I I actually don't think we're going to see Final Fantasy 16. Uh, at Square Enix's conference, I think I that, think it gets its own. So, from, and, and I think it's going to be Sony that does it, Finn. I think it, it's going to be a Sony thing. It'll um, be a state of play, something like that. Yeah, I, I think it'll be soon. Like, like I think they're going to do it in June. Um, but Sony's kind of marching to the beat of its own drum right now. Um, uh, obviously, I think we're going to see that that Guardians of the Galaxy game. I, I hope we do from IDOS. Um, uh, that sounds interesting to me. Uh, I'm really excited about knowing more about that. Um, and the only other th- the only other thing I'll say is that I think, you know, I I don't think we're gonna like I've I look we know the Switch Pro is real, but I don't think we're gonna see it before E three. Like I think that that that's done. Um, I think a bunch of those games are gonna be running on Switch Pro hardware, um, but I don't think we'll actually see it. Uh, and I think they're I think Nintendo I think Nintendo's big game is gonna be uh, Super Mario Party two. That's what I think, or at least that's going to be there. I think I think adding online, like suddenly out of fucking nowhere, years later, adding online finally to Super Mario Party, like right before E three, that's a fucking that's a test run you, to see how it works. You don't okay, yeah, I can see how you think of that as a test run. I feel like that's almost an indicative of them being like, fuck it. No, I <laughs> like, I, just, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I considered that at first, but I honestly like people have been asking for it for so long. And, no, I mean, and, yeah, I'd be hyped. But, but I, I, well, we don't, well, well, not so. People have been asking for online in Super Mario Party, uh, for for a long time, and they finally do it. And I, I, I think the timing of it is 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 really interesting. If you do it right before E three, you get people talking about Super Mario Party again. You get people playing it again. Uh, you open it up to a whole new, I mean, really a whole new audience because you can play it online now. I can't believe they didn't do that last year, but but if their plan is to announce Super Mario Party Two at E3, then I think that's I think that's a good move, and and I think that's probably why they did it. I'm um, still holding that hope for a new a Mario Kart game. I I me too. Um, I, I I think it's definitely possible. Finn Finn shaking his head though. I don't think so. 
Finn, why you gotta do this to me? I mean, uh, look, I'm, I'm not. I'm agreeing with you. I want it to happen. I'm just not allowing myself to be hurt again. <laughs> of course, there's a, just, you know, there's there's a lot of smoke around a Final Fantasy one to six collection. I expect that to be announced at Square Enix's show. John, 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 John I have to ask. What's that? Metroid Prime Trilogy. Where's that? that it's not there. Can I wait? wait well, so, where is so, it though? Where is it? I have no fucking idea. It's sitting on a shelf I, somewhere at Nintendo. Zach, can I please just, go ahead. Can I just? I just want to say, speaking of Metroid Prime trilogy, I want people to know. I I joined SCGC probably four four or five years <laughs> ago go. now. Here we go. I love it. And John and I remember talking with John. This was Christmas three or four years ago, and John was like, "You know, I've heard a lot of things about this game, and I've heard it's near final, and I think they're just waiting for the right moment to drop it." So <laughs> I want people to know that in that time, I have graduated. Finish the rest of the show with your John voice. I just, I just need people to know that I have, I have finished college. I have bought in a house. I have gotten married <laughs> in the time that John has told me that there is a Metroid Prime trilogy that, that's finished and waiting to be released. In, so, in John's defense, it's a very Nintendo-ass thing to actually have this game finished and just be like, yeah, leave it. I firmly believe it was finished, but then Metroid Prime 4's got development delayed. got absolutely yeah, fucked. Yeah. And you don't really... In Metroid Prime Trilogy was part of a build-up to Metroid Prime 4, and it's going to be released as strategically to build up hype and support and awareness of metroid prime 4 and it's just a meme at this point but i feel like once we know when metroid prime 4 is going to exist that's when metroid prime trilogy will appear i i agree i agree um i am just excited for the big blowout that Nintendo's gonna do for Metroid's 35th oh, anniversary. Absolutely. It's this gonna year. be all uh, because we all, all know that's the coming, and they're gonna pull out all the stuff. I uh, dude, yeah. it's gonna just gonna be a Metroid <laughs> direct for Nintendo this year. I expect to see a 2D Metroid, and that's it. Like, you know, I mean, they don't give a shit about Metroid. Let's be honest. We still I mean, haven't. It's is what's this year? Is it Zelda's anniversary? It's Zelda's anniversary. Zelda and Metroid. We, Zelda, other than Zelda Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong. We, Zelda and Metroid are having their 35th anniversary. We still don't have a big Zelda event, right? We don't. Not yet. I still think it's incredibly funny that Epic wanted to pull out all the stops to bring Samus to Smash, and then Nintendo said no. Yeah, it's, Nintendo's like, nope. Which, which tells you like, all you need to know. Like it's like, free marketing. Yeah, just take it. It, it, it that tells you. That you tells just you, make money. That tells you all you need to know about where Nintendo stands with Metroid. <laughs> we are fucking lucky. I, like I love how defeated John sounds. Like that's that's what's getting me right now. No, like, like, I mean, that's nah, just, fuck it. Fuck I, it. So that's just the reality of the situation. Soul is crushed. That's just that's just that. Yeah, every everybody loves it when my soul is crushed. But that's just the reality of the situation. That's not true. Like, I, I, I know it's not true. But no, that's the reality, right? Is like we're lucky we're getting Metroid Prime Four. We're lucky that that game was just not out. What when they restarted it, we are lucky. Nintendo was like, "Oh fuck it!" Like, you know, I mean, it's just we. I mean, yeah. I, but Justin, you missed one. It's also Donkey Kong's thirty fifth anniversary as well. Um, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I I forgot about that one too. Nobody cares about Donkey Kong except for bullshit. Oh, you better take that yeah, back. I love Donkey no, Kong. Dude. I love oh, Donkey Kong. Wow. Did, did, Okay, there's a Donkey lot Kong will get more attention than Metroid. Donkey Kong will get more attention than Metroid <laughs> does for its 35th yeah. anniversary think, from Nintendo. I, think, I guarantee that. I think we're going to see a reveal of a 3D Donkey Kong. That's what I think. <laughs> Jeff, he just backs up. <laughs> What's the problem, Jeff? 
I don't know. What's, what's wrong? Buddy? I never. I didn't want to talk about Donkey Kong, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Whoa, I love Donkey Kong!" I love Donkey. Dude, Tropical Freeze no is the greatest duty. Talks about Donkey Kong. Dude, Tropical oh Freeze is God. the greatest duty platformer of all time. I love Tropical Freeze. It's one of the few Switch games I own. I don't want to talk about Donkey Kong. I'm sorry. This caught me off guard. I did not know that in the year of. 2021. It's the year of Kong, all right? We got, we got the movie. It's but, time for the game. So I'm are, sorry. I take it all back. We are definitely <laughs> past our, our end point here, but I've got what I'm having a good time. So I've got one more question for for Zach and Maddie specifically, because they're our, our beloved guests. <laughs> Guys, Street, oh, I'm crying. Street, Street Fighter 6, it's time, right? Dog, I'm ready to talk about Killer Instinct. Oh, shit. Killer Instinct. I'm not ready to talk about fucking Are you Street ready? Fighter. I'm ready for Primal Ray. I want Bloody Roar to come back. Bloody Roar that is the fucking shit. One of us. Bloody Roar. Um, no, John, Power Stone. I, I, I'm so Capcom is Power doing Stone. their Capcom is doing their own thing this year at E3, and I yeah. would love a fucking Power. Listen, I said I wanted to stream it. You better, you better be there. Oh, of course, it's fucking Power Stone. Of course, like, like even if it it's just a be. fucking remaster of the original Power Stone, that's all I give a shit about at this point. Yep. Just give me fucking mm-hmm. Power Stone back. Um, and, uh, and also Square Enix is working with, I can't remember the name of the developer, but they're working with a developer to remake one of their older classic titles. Um, nobody knows what it is. Uh, and I've got a theory that it's Parasite Eve. What about Dino Crisis? That's not a Square oh, yeah. Enix title. Okay. That's a, Cap- right. that's a Capcom right, title. Look, first of all, Square Shut Enix, up. bring back Bushido Blade. You fucking cowards. Mm, no. Do you ever? I wait. real quick. I never get a chance to bring up Dino Crisis. I just want to say shout out to Jaw Muncher. Jaw Muncher. Yeah. Poor Jaw. Uh, Poor Jaw. Uh, anyone who knows him, that guy. I hope the best for him. But um, you know, I think dinosaurs are big now. Like, there's like a bunch of stupid Jurassic Park movies that keep making a billion dollars. Jeff, dinosaurs are always big, bud. Most of them are huge. No, but like they kind of they kind of went away for a little bit. It's funny. Side note: my uh, my aunt in Ontario, who I have I've only seen three times in my life because we never really travel out there, emailed me the other day, and she said, "Hi, Jeff. I don't know if you're still into dinosaurs. This is from when uh, I was like five. That was good. Uh, and then she yeah. sent me a random article about some new dinosaur discovered in Australia." And then, like, it's I, it's close family. So you be like, yeah, thanks. This is yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Summary, Dino Crisis would still be a big hit. I think, like, yeah. the Resident Evil re-releases prove that people still love yeah. those kind of, like, survival horror type games. And the Jurassic Park movies are big. And I said this years ago, but, like, a Dino Crisis game would actually do pretty well right now. Stop spending resources on fucking shitty Resident Evil multiplayer that nobody's asking yes, for. Yes, please. Put that money. And I love but, those wait, multiplayer he's, No, he's, he's, he's not right. wrong. He's not All right. Wrong. But wait, wait, Maddie. I feel like I John asked you about Street Fighter. He goes to the one person that's going to fucking back him up. He's like, all right, all right, but all Maddie. Right. Maddie. <laughs> I'll back him Maddie. up. Maddie, really quick. Street Fighter. What? Are they going to do more Street Fighter? I don't I don't. I don't know. Fucking, street I don't know <laughs> well, whatever. I'm just asking the questions. I'm just asking I mean, they the did, questions. They did, they did put some, I'm going mean, to say I, no. I mean, I get, look, look, Tim Sweeney got Street Fighter characters this year. I think that's all the Street Fighter we're getting. All right. How about this? Uh, uh, is it time? Halo X Gears of War, the fighting game. Is it time, Zach? Is no. it, it are, we, are we finally going to get it? 
Conker's Bad Fur Day remastered. Who's who's on board for that? Who's are they I Xbox exclusive again? I don't know if it they already do that did. one. Did they already do that? I mean it. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Really? I mean on the original on the original Xbox. Yeah. Oh, it was just okay. N sixty four game. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think Microsoft's current values align with Conker necessarily. Uh, no, no, none of that. I in all seriousness, I I. Yeah, I have no more to say on this topic. Xbox I'm, I'm Live on uh-huh. Switch. Or I mean, ga- Xbox or, Live is or, or Game Pass dead. on Switch. Game, I'm sorry, Game Pass on Switch. I, not without it being a hybrid subscription. I mean, okay, so so one quick, like this is going to be a quick theory, and then y'all want to go to, we're, we're tw- 10 minutes over Man, this time. Who cares? And but, but what I'll say really quickly is that Microsoft did, t- Microsoft did a big uh, announcement today where they talked about looking to bring new types of subscription tiers within the Game Pass model. People who've been following it know they already have a ten and fifteen dollar deal. Like, what more could you add here? Uh, I think it's worth considering that for Microsoft to bring Game Pass to other platforms beyond televisions, uh, PC and and Xbox consoles, uh, you would need to have tighter limitations on what those games include, right? Like, third parties are not going to let you put their sh- like, or or if I'm Nintendo, I don't want you to be putting. Capcom and Square Enix and and Ubisoft games through cloud onto my Nintendo platform because that cuts me out as a as a person. So I think that if if Game Pass comes to a platform like Nintendo Switch, we're gonna see it be like a Microsoft first party only version, which is five dollars a month maybe. Um, yeah, but e- also, even then, also with that, like anything other than microsoft first party stuff would be incredibly expensive to license to be able to be used on that many devices like that that is a thing that is a thing that a lot of people don't realize like streaming deals have so many have so many restrictions on where things can be and when and for how long that like the more platforms that uh game pass comes to just and the more platforms that streaming stuff comes to, the more we're going to see prices go up. We're going to see things get more confusing, at least just from the you know business side of things with what can be where and for how long and stuff. So, I mean, obviously, Microsoft has full control over their first party and they're not they're very OK with, you know, putting it um, putting it on Game Pass. But beyond that, it gets much astronomically more difficult as these platforms expand totally i mean it would be cool to play halo infinite on xbox series x servers but but playing it on a nintendo switch i think that'd be really cool um but i i don't know if that's in the near future for anybody but it could be cool all right yeah probably not i i am i am exhausted and i gotta go to bed so we are gonna we are gonna wrap this up here I'm staying up for Ratchet. I don't know what you guys are doing. Final Fantasy VII. Ratchet. It's a bedtime. I want to stay. I want to stay up for Final Fantasy VII, but I got to wake up for work in the morning. Oh, um, someone's not a real John, gamer. You're sick. you're sick because your son ate ranch and a strawberry, and it literally make you. Make I can't you fucking sick. believe he did that. Like I can't fucking <laughs> believe he did that. I can. That's so fucking champ. Fucking disgusting. Um, oh my god! That, that's my boy right time. there. Yeah, I know he he's listening well right now. Our, he's listening literally. Of Among Us. Look, he's listening right now. I don't even now. like son, ranch, son, that's and I disgusting. respect that video so much. I respect that video I, that, because confidence. It was it was the most middle finger he could give his dad without actually getting in trouble for doing it. Like it was just like, hey, dad. Oh, right? <laughs> oh. He kept it going. I'm so fucking proud. 
that was and then he had the audacity to speak the truth about chicago deep dish garbage pizza we are going to we are going to end yeah (sighs) yeah Jeff, it's bad, man. It's it's a bad situation, dude. I mean, like, you know, I'm I'm a fan of New York style and, and Neapolitan, but like deep thin dish crust is, is also the good. Deep dish is fucking you incredible. Deep dish, deep dish is good. just a pie. Like it's just a deep like dish a is a shitty pie. lasagna. Pies, pies are fucking all gone. Yeah, pies like, yeah, are good. They, they should absolutely just sign good. off in the Brit- middle of Brittany. Does it, it taste good? Does it taste good? Just just no. Just no outro tonight. We're just yelling about pizza. Chicago pizza. Deep dish it's good. Pizza's fine, it's I guess. But so I, I want to give a shout it, out. It uh, doesn't. I want to give a shout out to SCGC for having Maddie and I on tonight. It's been a blast. Aww. You can, fun, you, you can, guys. you can find Maddie's tweets at Maddie Quest on Twitter. You can find Maddie's writing at Maddie Quest. You can yeah. find me on Twitter at Zach R. Robertson, and then you can follow Maddie and I's podcast at Matchpoint Pod. Maddie, what else am I forgetting about our podcast? Well, I self-plug really quick before John takes us offline out for pizza chat. Um, for pizza to chat. remind people that we'll be covering E3 this weekend. We'll be covering uh, E3 this weekend. Yep. We'll be covering it. We yep. will It'll, also be covering it. We're all going to be covering it. SCGC will be covering it. Like I said at the top of the show, SCGC is your, is your meal. As you're consuming E3, you are with the SCGC crew. When you're ready for your digestive, if you're ready to, to kind of get some final some final takes um, and, and and all that sort of thing, you come to Matchpoint Pod and you get a full meal through the SCGC and Matchpoint uh, combination. I agree. So, but anyway, uh, this weekend is cool and people get really excited for E3. Stay hydrated. Eat some snacks. Go outside and touch some grass between shows. Do all that sort of thing. The SCGC Thanks. meal, by the way, is deep dish. When is the it's... match point Final Fantasy VI breakdown? I've been waiting patiently. I I don't I don't think I ever beat a final. <laughs> right, I'm taking this shit offline. That's a good answer. We will, a good answer, Zach. We're done. We're done. <laughs> we will tweet out our E3 streaming schedule tomorrow. Take care of each other. Uh, remember, kindness costs nothing, and also it's pizza time. Good night.